Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. I am the Michael of the aforementioned, although not this time, Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who, when I made a deal with Satan for a podcast host, this is what I got. It's Benjamin. It was a bloody, bloody raw deal. You got screwed. Oh, Benjamin, they twisted my words on me. Yeah. I said, oh, Satan, I wish for uh, the podcast co-host. And then I got you and I said, this isn't what I asked for. And they said, you didn't you didn't wish for a good co-host. <laughs> Hoist by your own wishing petard. Yeah, I should have been more careful with my language. I'll tell you what I made a wish for, Michael. What did you make a wish for? Bloody theme music. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good, yes. Um, essentially, we did, Ben, because that was the... <laughs> yeah, no, that's, if you remember, we, we kind of said, I hope someone makes the theme music for us, and then someone did. Yeah, it was real nice of that guy. Yeah, it was, uh, that was... Uh, yeah, 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 that was actually a wish that came true, Ben. And in you weren't caught out with some sort of twisted legalese. No, luckily there was no, there was no snare waiting at the end of that deal. No. Benjamin, you know who else must have made some sort of Faustian pact? Go on, tell me Netflix. more. Netflix. Oh, because, Michael, because, Michael, no matter what they put out, they're successful. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It boggles the mind, Michael. Tell us a little bit more about that. My mind is boggled, Ben. Apparently, Benjamin, The Old Guard, the world's most generic film starring Charlize Theron um, as Aeon Flux, is... uh, Two. Yeah, it's the most watched thing in Netflix history? Yeah. Thing or movie? It's movie, most watched movie. Yeah, I think Ugh. I don't. I don't. I don't think it could tackle series just yet. But I don't know. I don't like, know. Like Netflix are notoriously play their hands, their cards close to their chest with when it comes to bloody uh, ratings. But they'll announce a, a, a win. I mean, Michael, it's pretty interesting because they just they uh, pre- previous to that we had Extraction. Extraction had topped their list for a lot of viewing figures. Yeah, maybe it's uh, just the pandemic, Ben. I uh, there has to be some kind of pandemic thing uh, there. Charlize Theron is a big draw, though. She's you know Charlize has got a lot of clout, a lot of star clout. She's pretty much establishing herself as the world's leading action lady, isn't she? I'm okay with that. Charlize, oh, I, not Charlize Theron. Scarlett Johansson must be kicking herself. I know she really dropped the ball there somewhere. Yeah, I, I tell you probably why Charlize Theron is is a little bit more popular, Michael. She doesn't try and play Asian characters. <laughs> oh. She doesn't uh, doesn't find a black character and go, I can do that. I could do that, I bet I you. That. No bother. Well, what's the problem? What's yeah. the problem? Why, why, why couldn't I do that? I don't think there's, that has there's... any influence on Scarlett Johansson's popularity, Benjamin, whatsoever. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Highly doubt that. Anyway, Benjamin. Know. Anyway, the old guard was so generic, it may as well have had Will Smith in it. May as well. May <laughs> as well having him play a clone of himself. Yeah, they may as well have stuck him in and had him be a retired hitman in it, because it was so generic. Doesn't stop people from watching it though, Ben. And people seem to what, like it. If Netflix wants a good idea, but you get Charlize Theron and bloody uh, Chris Hemsworth in the movie together, fucking bloody see how many figures that gets you. Extraction versus Old Guard. I'd watch that. I'd watch. I would watch the shit out of that. in the Netflix cinematic and it turns universe. Out that's how it turns out. That's how Chris Hemsworth survived. He was immortal, and he didn't know that was his first <laughs> was, death. His first death. That's ah. incredible. That's an incredible idea. Get him in there. Netflix, get in touch with us. We'll write it for you. Not yeah. free of charge. There will be a fee, but be a we'll fee. do it. And while you're at it, stick in the Amel cousins. <laughs> they could do a code eight up in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that'd, that'd be great. Be amazing. I mean, that last thing I said was somewhat sarcastic, but um, the, the, the first idea was brilliant. Michael, I forgot about another Netflix thing that we didn't put down in our running order, and I'm going to spring it on you now. Why don't you spring it on me? Did you see Project Power? I have no idea what that is. The trailer that I gave to all of us in the little group today starring Jamie Foxx and one Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What group? Bloody, in the bloody Sean Rebug WhatsApp group, Michael. There's a Sean Rebug WhatsApp group? (laughs) Benjamin, (laughs) you did, you very much didn't. I very much, you very much. much, It was either that or Wednesday Night Cinema Club. Oh, it was. uh, It wasn't today, though. It was three days ago at four four o'clock. Three days ago, Michael, at four o'clock. Yeah, I have to say, Ben, I didn't even look at that. Um, well, bloody hell, Michael! Yeah. Would you like to do a live trailer reaction? No, I'm really joking. That's terrible podcasting. But Michael, it's yeah. set to be basically 
They've yeah. looked at Code Eight and gone, "Oh, that's that's good, that's good, that's good." Yeah. But what if we got some A-listers in? Yeah, not the Did it again. Oh, really? <laughs> basically, there, is there robots dropping out of airships? Not quite, Michael. But what we have, Michael, is a new drug on the market, oh, what's and it, it gives called? you superpowers for five minutes. Oh, so you pop yourself a pillaruni, and you get superpowers for five minutes. That was the plot of a comic, I think. I, I it more than likely is based on a comic in some form. Mm. But mm. Michael, it stars yes. one Jamie Fox. Yes, I've heard of him. I'm familiar with his work. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I'm familiar with both of them. Jamie Foxx is doing his best Liam Neeson impression and oh, being all like, good. where's my daughter? Give her back. Where's my doggone daughter? I'll find you and, and I'll Joseph get you. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing, not in my damn city. He's I'm a good the... cop, damn you. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is old enough to play cops now. Apparently so. His boyish good looks have not detracted him. Although he did once play a Dick Grayson or Robin Michael. Robin, his cop. real name was Robin Ben. In case you were confused. His name was Rob, oh, bloody Christopher Nolan yeah. with his bloody right on the nose symbolism. Wasn't his name John Blake? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they just gave yeah, him a yeah, shite yeah. name. Yeah. Just to throw everybody off. Why don't oh, you use your, really... Yeah. Why don't you use your real name, Robin? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I'm glad that series ended. Ugh. Speaking, Ben, of series ending. Go on. Um, remember how happy I was when the very long-running comic book, The Walking Dead, finished. Uh, I, I don't recall your joy, but I'm I, sure it was it, there. It might not be in joy, but I mean, I was somewhat worried about how he was going to keep it going, because what was going to happen? Rick and the, fa- and the gang were going to move to another community and cause some sort of dystopia. You know, oh, they're it, cannibals again. Oh, oh, no. What's it this time? Humans were the real villains all along. What's the next humans who are the real villains? There's only um, so much faith they can lose in humanity. <laughs> yeah, Rick and the team cross the Bering Strait to Russia and meet oh. Russian zombies. Um, <laughs> actually, that sounds like a great idea. Maybe that is how they should have gone with it. Walking Dead International. Anyway, Benjamin, um, it ended, I think, last year. And, yes. Uh, it, it wrapped up into a nice little bow. But, Benjamin, it's bloody back. Wh- why? Because, and this is hilarious, and I think uh, a very interesting experiment, it's relaunching from issue one in colour. Ew. (laughs) You snob. Yeah, you old comic snob. But that doesn't make any sense, Michael. It's such a cheap stab at making money. Well, I don't think it it wouldn't have been that cheap, I don't think. Colouring it would probably cost a lot of money, and republishing the damn thing. Yeah, but I mean, why? Michael, are they that strapped for cash? Do they need to reload their whole idea? I think you've misunderstood the purpose and nature of business, Ben. Oh, I have, yeah. He's yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. make money, is Yeah, it? it's about making money. Oh. It's, it's not like Sean Rebuke Productions, which actively costs us money. Yeah, it's, uh, actively. It actively like, costs us money. Every now and then I check my account and go, oh, <laughs> that's where that money went. Where did that God. 30 year? Oh, yeah. God yeah, damn, Sean Rebuke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's... Uh, it, it, the funny thing about it is, Ben, it looks so much like a comic now. Because we've gotten, so, yeah, we've gotten so used to, I think, the idea of color comics. Back in the old eighties and the seventies and the eighties, Ben, you know, only about half of comics were probably in color. I don't have any statistics on that, but you know, a, like black, you. a black and white comic wasn't an unusual thing in the olden days. But then, mm. by the time The Walking Dead was in the, the height of its popularity, it was quite unusual to have such a high sales mainstream black and white comic there you go yeah but now it's now black and it's not black and white anymore and it looks just like a comic there's some very interesting pages from the first couple of uh the first couple of colorized panels and it's like hmm yeah that looks really generic now <laughs> they, they might have ruined that yeah they, they may have shot themselves in the foot on this one do you think people are going to rebuy these issues no, in but color. I think no, no. I don't think I don't think Walking Dead fans are going to rebuy it in color, but I think that a lot of uh, the TV show fans were probably put off by picking up a black and white comic. Uh, I think to the average man on the street, Ben, a black and white comic is something which looks unfinished. Yes, I think that's probably true, Michael, uh, and I think that's what they're going for here. What What's very interesting to me, Michael, is that the timing could not be worse. Go on. As in, the TV show has lost all of its popularity. Perhaps the time to relaunch your comic in full colour to encourage fans of a TV show to buy it would have been when it was at the height of its popularity. Not 
quite a quite a time after the sun has set per- perhaps on that then, property. perhaps perhaps but maybe what they're hoping for is a new generation of people to get into the comic again new wave baby a new wave of comic fans now that the tv show has spent its load that they can uh they can refocus on the comic and then do a new tv show adaptation of it in 15 years is that like us waiting for a new wave of Michael and Benjamin's podcast fans? Yeah. <laughs> to, to Wherever they are. Where are they coming? Take us out of this debt. We're in debt, everybody. <laughs> Please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> what are we talking about? Benjamin, <clears throat> have you... Uh, speaking speaking of uh, TV adaptations of things and Image Comics and Robert Kirkman, bloody hell, that doesn't even need a segue. No, it's buttery smooth. Michael, I just found out uh, this this very morning when I was looking for things to talk about on this podcast. Yes. That Invincible is being made into an animated television show. Now, Ben, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. Have I mentioned that Invincible is one of my favourite comics? No, I don't think it's ever come up, Michael. I don't think we've ever mentioned it, but I have to say I am a big fan of the comic book Invincible. Yes. So, Michael. Yep. Bloody Robert Kirkman. The man you were just speaking about in another form. Yeah. He's been giving us a little hint as to who the cast will be. We have confirmed cast members for this. Michael, and you said, is this worth talking about? Is there anyone of note in the cast? Yeah, go on. There bloody, there bloody is, Michael. Yeah, go on. We have, first of all, uh, Robot is, I suppose, one of the more central characters of the Invincible franchise. And yeah, he's turn- to be voiced by one Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto, him from being Spock. Him from being Spock. And him precisely. from being Siler um, in Heroes. Indeed. That's a good Indeed. casting, I feel. That's a good casting. That's a good casting. Yeah. I like that. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, Zazie Beetz has also been uh, cast as a voice. We're not sure who she's going to be yet. Who is Zazie Beetz going to be? I'm not sure, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of Zazie Beetz, as you know. Zazie, yeah. Zazie Beetz. Huh. Uh, moving on from there, Michael, we have Mark Is she Howell. going to be Adam Eve? It's very possible. Michael, very possible. I wonder Mark if Zazie, Hold on, I wonder if Zazie Beetz is playing Adam Eve. Will they change her ethnicity in the in the show? I mean, it's quite commonplace now, Michael, isn't it? Mm, quite normal to take a character and flip the ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, especially for gingers. Oh yeah, they like uh, they like to do that with gingers. They yeah, do. gingers, gingers are they're replacing gingers with people of color now. <laughs> That's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? What's going to happen Irish to me, people, Ben? Irish people better watch out. I'm going to get a very attractive, talented uh, woman of colour to, to be my co-host on the Oh podcast. no, but her name will still be Mick. <laughs> She'll be Michaela. Oh yeah, Michaela. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michaela. So it'll be Michaela and Benjamin's podcast. Oh yeah, that makes still make sense. I think it'll do wonders for the ratings. Minimal uh, rebranding. Probably, <laughs> Minimal. probably higher costs though. Let's see what that bank account does. Two minutes on the old uh, thumbnail. Quick yeah, uh, retype. Yeah, yeah you'd be grand. Job done. What the yeah. heck are we talking about? Uh, so beats, Mark yeah. Hamill. Mark Hamill has also been confirmed. Who's Seth Rogen going to be? Uh, so Zazie Beats um, is voicing. Sorry, Amber Bennett. She's not voicing. I have it here. Sorry, it's written down. Zazie Beats is not going to be Adam Eve. It's a shame. She's going to be Amber Bennett, which is uh, Mark's initial. Kind of love interest. Oh. You'll recall. I don't actually, funnily enough. Uh, Mark Hamill is going to be Art, the man who makes all the costumes for the gang. Well, that's interesting. And Seth Rogen is going to be Alan the Alien. Oh. Oh. That's very interesting. Isn't Um, it? So they're obviously going for like a season one vibe here. They're starting, they're not, they're not jumping straight into the big expanded universe because I, I don't remember a lot of those characters. Yes, they're going for the the classics, I suppose, Michael. Who will be voicing Adam Eve is none other than Gillian Jacobs off the community. Oh, yeah, she's not Ginger. Get her out of there. Not at all. Not at all. Get her out of there. She's such a Brita. She's such a Brita. Yeah. And she's going to Brita the whole thing. She's going to Brita the whole thing up. So there are other various people, Michael. That's a a heck of a voice cast, isn't it? It's it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Where is this to be broadcast? Uh, I'm not sure they haven't confirmed yet I'll have to watch it Ben I suppose I suppose we will Michael it's, bloody, mm. bloody, it's only your bloody favourite comic Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that but I don't know if, if we've ever brought it up on the podcast but it is a comic that I quite enjoy yeah, yeah, it's, it's come up once or twice Invincible yeah by Image Comics it's pretty good 
it's called once or twice. Yeah, once yeah, or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, what else were we talking about in the bloody run through before this uh, Well, podcast? you were talking about, Ben, speaking of uh, comics and adaptations, you were saying that you were having an L listen to something. So, Michael, about three weeks ago, you and I found out that Sandman was going to be adapted into an audio play. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, it's been released, Michael. It was released last week. And I have downloaded it with my one audible credit for the month. Oh, very good. Now, Michael, upon downloading, I realise it's bloody 10 hours long. That's very long, Ben. It's quite the commitment, Michael. Mm. Quite the commitment. And as we know, commitment is something you struggle with. And I've got to be honest, Michael, it looks like my patterns are repeating themselves. (laughs) Because (laughs) while this is very ambitious, I'm just not sure it suits... Radio play. Neil Neil Gaiman is the narrator. Yeah. And he keeps interrupting the voice acting to give you a description of what's happening. I was just about to ask, how does he describe what's going on or the weird twisted dreamscapes? Yeah. So that's what it is. It's Neil Gaiman describing his own imagery. It's and he's just weird. Like, I'm just going to pop in now for a moment and point out that while this is all happening, they're standing on the back of the raven, but the raven has the face <laughs> of the actor Mark Hamill. I'm not kidding you when I say... So what they're doing is, it, it's first of all using Preludes and Nocturnes as its initial introduction. So yeah. it is quite faithful to the original Morpheus narrative yeah, of yeah, 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 Sandman yeah. comics. But, for example, when Morpheus is summoned at the beginning of the comic, yeah. and if you haven't read the comic, shame on you, it's been out for years. It's been out since before Ben was born. Since before I was born... And he describes Morpheus as he's a tall man with large black eyes. He stands there passively staring at his captors. And you're just sitting there going, no. No, stop no. it, Neil, Neil Gaiman. Don't stop work. it. Don't work, Neil. Stop it's it, very Neil. jarring because you have the characters talking to each other as if it's a serial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just strange because Neil Gaiman occasionally pops in. He's not very well suited to narrating the kind of horror elements of this story. He's far too pleasant. Yeah. And now I'm just going to interrupt you there, Lucifer, and point out that while Lucifer is talking about this, in the background, the whole hellscape is on fire. And there are people That's... suffering. There's a man, his eyeballs are out of his head. It's really quite horrific. Now, Michael, I haven't had a chance to get into the meat and potatoes of the the, the big characters and their voice actors. I've heard a little bit of Morpheus... Mm-hmm. It's very slow, Michael. That's the other sin you might level against it. Not sure 10 hours was entirely appropriate as the length of time it could take. Well, Ben, remember in, in previous conversations we've had both on air and off air, where sometimes I'll ask you a question about a comic book. And rather than simply ask answering my question, you'll go in and you'll explain the comic book from start to finish. And you'll say, so on panel one, we see two people standing inside a house and then... It's just like paying Neil Gaiman to do that. Yeah, except he gets paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you just do it yeah. for free, just for the yeah, yeah. the fun yeah, of yeah, tormenting yeah. me. I, I do it for free and unprompted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Benjamin. If you'd like, well, just before that, if you'd like to hear me do that free and unprompted, you can check out our second podcast, Collecting Issues, which that's comes not, out this that's very not, Wednesday. That's not what Collecting Issues is about. <laughs> that's what I have to stop you doing on Collecting Issues every single week. Oh, it's all falling apart between the budget and the collecting issues. Benjamin, look, I remember a few weeks ago, you were very excited about this uh, Sandman play. In fact, I was. yeah, you were like, oh my God, that's something I've wished for my whole life. And Ben, it turns out that even though you'd wished for it your whole life, it wasn't exactly what you want, got what you wanted. <laughs> See what I did you know there, what? but I- made a balls of it. I, I couldn't ask for a better co-host, my Those <laughs> buttery smooth segues. Oh, Christ. Christ. I mean, there was a point to where I was going. Like, <laughs> there is the there is the core, there's the kernel of a good joke in there. But uh, it's gone. It's ru- I've ruined it. So, Michael and I yes. found ourselves wishing for a podcast topic yesterday. Yeah, not uh, very good. <laughs> yeah. I came up with one. And basically, the, the reason that this came up, Michael, and this is bizarre. Yes. Uh, as you know, Michael, we're we're in and out quarantine. I've I've seen it, yeah. And I've been looking up a few health and fitness tips, trying to keep a routine going, Michael. Do some push-ups, and that's led me down the odd kind of holistic route on occasion. Because you do an L yoga thing to get rid of the pain in your back from sitting in front of a monitor all day, yeah. etc. And I've started getting ads for a bizarre subscription service called Gaia. Mm. 
And Gaia is bananas. Gaia is, is like that the one ancient with... alien societies. Oh, wow. And... <laughs> oh, that's great for podcasting. Just give me two seconds while I deal with my dog. No, you spin fine. your wheels. No, it's fine. Leave it. You're spinning your wheels. I've got nothing to say about the, the scam organization Gaia. It's fine. We can't hear anything. Anyway, Gaia has a bunch of ads of a guy who claims to be the reincarnated soul of an ancient Atlantean. Oh, right. He's explaining, he has a whole documentary series where he explains how the universe works based on Atlantean science. Oh, good. Like, and, the, like the show Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, a little bit. But if he believed it was real every step of the way. And one of the things that he keeps talking about his little advertisements, Michael, is manifestation and wishing upon things ah. and making it come to reality. And ooey, is it a crock? But it got me thinking, Michael. Yes. I was watching an old video as you asked me for a topic, and I said, let's, let's, let's do wishes. Yeah, we'll do wishes then. Let's bloody do wishes. Yeah. So, shall I begin or should you begin, Michael? Funnily enough, Ben, I was... Uh, so, look, the whole point of this, Ben, is the old, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, as well as being yeah. a hit song by the Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Is also a very, very long-standing trope or trope in... All sorts of culture, not just popular culture, Ben. Also in mm. the arts and the myths and the legends. Why don't you tell us very briefly, Ben, who Dr. Faustus is anyway? So that comes from a, and I'm going to say this incorrectly, Michael, because I always do. Gotha? Well, it's yeah, Gotha. yeah, go on anyway. Do you, do you not want me to go into that level well, of depth? Well, no, I think it's, I, 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 was, I was looking it up myself, Ben. Because I thought, yes. Look, I better look this up because Ben will probably just lie to me. Apparently, yes. it's a it's a legend. It doesn't have a definitive. One person was the first to oh. invent this character. Oh. It's a well, German legend. Let's do a now German legend breakdown. Look, there's yeah. a lad. He's yeah. big into his alchemy. He's yeah. big into his philosophy. He's yeah. big into his book learning. Yeah, but he's hit a wall. Yeah, he's hit a wall. Like he's like, oh, it's all theoretical. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, if only I could actually summon up the spirits of the dead and the, and the the great characters and have a chat with them. If only I could achieve great power. And uh, so what he does is he goes, oh, I know a lad who can do that for me. The yeah. bloody devil. Where would you even find him, Ben? The devil could give me... A, he doesn't know summoning, Michael. Yeah. Where would you, where would you do summoning. summoning? And then he makes an L uh, pact yeah. with the devil. Yeah, where where is that, Ben? Oh, it's in a pentagram. <laughs> so just Wait, for the ladies what? and gentlemen I was making a cross <laughs> symbol with my hands to indicate the crossroads which Ben knows oh, but yeah, okay. he, he thought I was doing a pentagram <laughs> I don't know what you were trying to do you might you might make a deal with the devil at the crossroads it really depends on what version you read mm. in certain versions he summons him into his, his home yeah. and you get to have a look at him there and then Michael yeah. he makes what is quite frankly known as a Faustian pact where yes. he trades his soul in return for a couple of wisharoonies mm-hmm but the devil, yeah. being the devil... Yeah, he's an elf fecker, isn't he? An elf fecker. He done twist every single one around. He does be messing around with them and being mm. like, nah, nah, I almost gave you what you wanted, but oh, there's a sting yeah, yeah. in the tail. Gotcha. And that originated the idea of the Faustian Pact and how it's a kind of damning deal with the devil for something that you want. We use it in lots of different places, Michael. I'm sure the listeners have heard it before. There's no need to give an example. Benjamin. Yes. I've been having a look at them and you really you can break these kind of stories, these Faustian pact or these kind of wish fulfillment stories. You can break them down, I think, into kind of two categories. Go on. There's one category where the the devil or the genie or the wish granter is um a bit of a tricky a bit of a tricky wicket, a bit of a, a bit of an L messer, a bit of an L Gambine. And mm. if you say like I I wish I could fly he goes, granted, and then you jump off a building and then you die, and then he's holding an airplane ticket and he says, hmm, you probably should have just waited. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'd, I'd watch that. That was yeah. good. Like uh, that. You know I what I mean? There's the, so there's that kind of one, the one where they misinterpret you or or they uh, or they do a little trickery. You know, there's that kind. Yes. yes. And then there's the second kind, which initially seems like the same kind of idea, but there's the second kind where they just do give you exactly what you asked for. Yeah. And you go, oh, this was a bad idea. Oh, I've oh my hubris. Ah, you know, hoist yeah, by my own petard. Exactly. So you can be ho- hoist by the kind of connivery of the wish granter, or you can be hoist by your own petard. Which way would you like to be hoist? Is the I, question. I'll do it. I'll do it now. All that glitters isn't gold. Right. Go on. I'll I'll take that one, go Michael, on. for for five million dollars. Right. Go on then. 
So uh, we can take a look at that in a number of different forms. The one that I kind of, the one that sticks with me quite a lot, Michael, is bloody Supernatural. I know Whoa. we talk about the show a lot. But have we ever the, talked about the show Supernatural or the comic book Invincible? Have I ever mentioned Invincible before, Ben? On the never podcast? mentioned Invincible. Yeah, I think it's, I don't it's, think so. It's pretty good. We'll talk about it someday. Go on. Yeah, go, I, go I on. hear there's a new animated series in the works. Oh, that'd be exciting. Who's in it? Yeah, it's got a whole voice cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zazie Beats. Uh, Benjamin. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Hold on. Complete interruption here. Yeah, I, we're going way off track. But I forgot to tell you this earlier. Um, <laughs> next this week's episode of Marvel's Agents of Shield. Is oh, a time no. loop episode. Oh, it's gone full circle. It's now, gone full circle. We'll have to go and watch that then. Because as you know, one of our most popular episodes of the podcast ever was our time loop episode. Yeah, we do time loops a lot. There's a new one out as well uh, with uh, Andy Samberg called Palm Springs. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. Okay, we can yes, do time loop episodes. Time loop too. Let's yeah. do the time loop again. Yes, let's bloody that's do it. Okay. Now that's what the it. first episode was called, I think. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Well, I mean, we can do it again because it's, it's on point. It's very, <laughs> very good. Yeah, very good. What were we again. saying anyway? Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. So, Michael, many fans of it will know that, and you've mentioned it before in the podcast, once upon a time, Michael, demons in the supernatural world were big baddies that couldn't be beat. And you Very scary. You just had to avoid them and stay away from them because yeah. they were a big, bloody bunch of bastards. Yeah. And then the lads decided to do something about it. And then all of a sudden, demons were a dime a dozen and you could deal with them however you chose. Cannon fodder. In fact, initially in the supernatural region, they were quite hard to find. You mm. couldn't track a demon down. You had to make an L deal with them at a crossroads, Michael, mm. or a, a little a little two fingers over each other symbol as yeah. you put it in the camera to me <laughs> a little earlier. And that whole thing drives, I think it's season three of what? Supernatural. They're trying to track down demons and they come across someone known as the, the King of Demons and that's Crowley. He's the mm. deal maker. The King of Demons. da 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 and we meet several people who sold their soul to the, to the devil. Yeah. And we get the whole Robert Jansen, J- Robert Jansen, who is the uh, German cousin of Robert Johnson. <clears throat> Who's Robert Johnson? Robert Johnson is a famous blues musician. The legend around him is he died very young. He's part of, he died at 27. Okay. And the legend around him is that he sold his soul at the crossroads. Ah. He was, by all accounts of yeah. the blues community, a terrible musician. He mm. disappeared for a year. And came back being one of the greatest blues musicians of all time. Sounds like he just practiced to me. Uh, probably just practiced for a year. But he claimed to have sold his soul to the devil at Crossroads. Oh. Um, and he was given a deal. But that whole narrative is referenced. It's very much Americana. It's it's kind of built into American folklore a lot. The Crossroads deals. That mm. kind of thing. And we meet different people. And there's an artist who sold his soul to be very good at art. And he says, yeah, but I'm broke. I should have wished to be famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoist by his own petard, Ben. One of my favorite things about that season of Supernatural is they really don't chicken out on that he does come for your soul. Isn't oh, that no, the, like, you, isn't you go that to the, hell. Isn't that the season that introduces What's-Her-Face? What was her name? She played it British. Um, Ruby? No, not Ruby. The other one. Belle? Bella? Is that her name? I don't know. She, she's like a British treasure hunter lady. Oh, I have no And idea. she has sold her soul to the to the demons to get power or money and power and stuff. And then, you know, D- Dean sells his soul as well. Oh, and yeah. Then, they're just hawking their souls off. Left everyone's right. selling their souls. And then the hellhounds come and they actually get her and they just rip her to bits. And she's been a kind of minor supporting character and kind of antagonistic love interest. Yeah, no, she doesn't survive. No, it, she it doesn't, doesn't at all. She gets... Doesn't go well for her. Horribly eaten alive by hellhounds. And the hellhound in the supernatural universe, when you sell your soul to... um, When you sell your soul to the devils, they they physically come and get it. It's not like they, oh, no, they have to collect. To yeah. yeah. Very well, unpleasant. They have to... it's, it's real interesting because in that... This is before Supernatural jumped the shark or jumped the hellhound, if you will. Not very and good. At, at a certain point in the Supernatural universe... She was played by Lauren Cohen, Ben. Lauren Cohen. There you go. I have no idea who it is, but I'll have a look now. I'll look it up. One of my favorite things about those seasons is when you were dead in the Supernatural universe, ooh-ee, was that it for you? Like, unless, you were gone. Um, unless you're Sam and Unless you're Sam and Dean. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that was where that was kind of interesting. And then as time went by, demons lost their teeth. Deal doing seemed to be a thing of the past. They didn't seem to really... 
get into that anymore. It just it just wasn't their thing, and it it just kind of all lost its teeth. But that was one of the best examples of glitters and gold, and and all the glitters isn't gold, and that kind of shenanigans. Uh, her name was Bella Talbot, so I was right. It was Bella. Look at you. I'm good with Look names. Oh, I know Lauren Cohen. Of course you know Lauren Cohen. She was out she of was uh, in The Bloody Walking Dead. She was out of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know her from a lot of things. She's a successful actress. She's a, she's a successful actress. Yeah, she's, successful. Um, she's very successful. Yeah. Michael, uh, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer a hoist by the petard or a glitters ain't gold? Well, Benjamin, I watched one this week. Purely coincidentally, Ben. I've been watching this week a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. God bless you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, Ben, but I really enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the comic book Invincible. Yeah, we should probably do an episode on it. We should do an episode on it. But anyway, I've been watching a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've been watching... It's on Amazon Prime, Ben. Amazon Prime Video, which I have legally. And um, it's the the HD remastered version. And first of all, before we get into anything else, (laughs) let me tell you, Ben, I'm going to tell you this for nothing. It's the worst HD remastering you have ever seen in your entire oh, really? life. The, oh, it's awful. It's absolutely dreadful. What um, makes it so awful, Michael? The they It looks like, Ben, and I, I've been on some Buffy remaster fan sites. <laughs> We've come way off topic here. But um, they remastered it using the original footage, Ben. Okay. And they didn't apply any of the colour filters. So... Why? I don't know, time, money, laziness, um, lack of knowledge, maybe the, 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 the original information was lost. I don't know, but they didn't anyway. And scenes which are at night are in broad daylight. Oh, no. Yeah, and like tombs and crypts and things are lit with full brightness studio lights. There's no atmosphere. It's all gone. Um, that doesn't and, sound good. No, it's terrible. And then there are awful, awful crops. Um, in the shots to make the original uh, footage fit into widescreen. Oh no! It's oh, it's dreadful. And then some of the shots are so low resolution. And then the very next shot, like you might get a very low resolution shot of Giles, and then okay. a, a very high definition shot of Buffy speaking to Giles, and then it cut back to Giles and he's in low def, and it cut back to Buffy and she's in high oh, def. Jesus. Um. Also, a lot of those shows weren't really designed to um, be broadcast in high definition. So, are you familiar with the character Faith, Ben? Yes. Did you know that uh, in clo- when when she's fighting in close-up, she looks a lot like the actress Eliza Dushku? Yes. But when she's fighting and the camera's a bit further away, she looks a lot like an Asian-American stuntwoman. Well, that's weird, isn't it? Because, <laughs> Ben, they were never intended to be viewed in such high definition. So they didn't go to the efforts of hiding the stunt people that they do these oh, days. Oh, God. It, it makes you really appreciate the actress Katie Lotz. Do you know the actress Katie Lotz, Ben? Mm, uh, she plays Sarah Lance, the white canary, oh, yeah. black canary. Yeah, 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 she, yeah. Does all, she does all her own kicking and flipping. Not for her. Yeah. Anyway, where am I going? I'm going on a rant. I happen to coincidentally, Ben, watch the episode The Wish. Okay, that was and handy. Th- it was very handy, Ben. You text me, and then the next episode of Buffy started, and it went, The Wish. And I said, this is a sign. This is a sign from either Jesus or Satan, or perhaps even Ben, that this is the topic for this week. I think it was it you. It was me. It was you. So, Benjamin, in The Wish, uh, Cordelia, who is a great character, by the way. We should talk, <laughs> we should do a whole episode on Buffy someday. But Cordelia makes accidentally... <laughs> Gets tricked by a vengeance demon. Oh, no, say, not a vengeance demon. A vengeance demon, Ben. The vengeance demon, Anyanka, who goes on later to become one of the most popular and enduring characters in the entire show. Have you seen Buffy? I have, yeah. The whole thing, start to finish. No. Get, sit yourself down and watch it. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. It's so no, it important isn't. in the history of television. Don't think so. It is incredible. It's an incredible show. Watch Highly it. Highly doubtful. Yeah, well, watch it from start to finish. It's brilliant. Anyway, what was I saying? Vengeance demon. She tricks Cordelia, essentially. She doesn't trick her, but Cordelia doesn't know she's a demon, Ben. One of the classic, Uh, why don't you say I wish, and you don't know that the wish is going to come true. That's like when you made a deal to get me as a co-host. Exactly. So um, she wishes that Buffy had never come to Sunnydale. Oh, oh no. And then, you know, she gets that wish. Okay. And it it essentially creates an alternate horrible dimension where everyone is dead or vampires. 
Interesting. So it's like it's a wonderful life in reverse. Yeah, it's gross and horrible. Mm. And like she comes to real Cordelia comes to realize that although she blames Buffy for a lot of things that have gone wrong in her life, it would be much worse if uh, she hadn't come. We bloody need that girl who ruined my life. Yeah, because it turns out she didn't ruin my life. She made my life a little bit miserable sometimes, but also much better than it would have been if she wasn't here. She also and, made uh, it alive. <laughs> one of the one of the bizarre twists on this, and the spoiler for a 23-year-old show, is the character <laughs> who makes the wish gets killed in the episode. What? Yeah, she gets killed in the horrible dimension where Buffy had never come to Sunnydale. So how do they reverse the wish, Michael? How do they reverse the wish? Well, the other characters, she she manages like with her dying words to explain that she's made this wish, and the other oh. then the other characters have to figure it out and try and undo it. So what? I, you see, I've never understood that. You have a giant reality warping demon. Yeah, uh, but it's okay as long as we get a message across. We can turn it around pretty quickly. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So uh, how many other wishes did they undo when they killed? Well, they don't kill the demon. They just smash her special power bracelet. Oh, of course, the magic bracelet, the magic, the magic wish bracelet. bracelet. But the best thing about it is, then, after the everything is undone and Cordelia it goes back to the conversation she was having with Anya and says, I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale and the power doesn't work. She says, no, 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 I wish that she had boils all over her face. No, no, I wish that all men, and you know, it was clearly just venting. Yeah, it wasn't a real intentional wish at any point. Well, Michael, a nice little session of venting with no malice or long-term ill effects is great, but I prefer it when it's a big, bloody, spooky, horror-filled nightmare situation. I I quite enjoy that, Michael. That's popped up a few times. Michael, there's a bloody strange series of horror out there. You're you're a big fan of horror, Michael. I like horror. You're a big fan of a a strange and spooky, eldritch-style existence. Mm -hmm. And, Michael, I, I did a little deep dive into bloody Hellraiser. Oh... Oh, you want to be you want to be careful there, Ben. Oh, I wish I hadn't, Michael. There, oh. uh, get your skin. They get your skin right off you. What a dirty, grim little universe that is. Mm. Mm. Uh, so Clive Barker came up with this concept in his old books. Yeah, he's a bit of a creep, isn't he? He's a bit of a creep, that Clive Barker. Mm. Oh, I, I wouldn't like to meet him in a bloody dark pub on a, on a bloody Tuesday evening. Mm. No, he'd probably peel off your skin and give you a wank. Yeah, he's he's got some issues. He's like a really demented Stephen King. Um. Yeah. I, look. Anyway, in his universe, yeah, there's the Hellraiser or Pinhead, mm-hmm. as he's known in that particular uh, iterance, and he's he's the Lord of Pain. Yes, he is. Uh, and the the wish making device in this particular universe is the the puzzle box, Michael. Yeah. You don't don't solve it. Don't solve the puzzle box. Not don't worth do it. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So it really depends on which movie you watch. I'm going to go from right. the movie universe because I haven't read any of the books, Michael. No, because you, you wanted to retain a shred of your sanity. There are currently nine movies. Mm. And the central plot of the first two, at the very least, is the puzzle box. So the puzzle box kind of appears to those seeking knowledge. Mm. And it, it promises to grant their wish of seeking new knowledge and things like that or it exists for people who constantly pursue pleasure yeah the and the puzzle hedonists. box yes hedonists and it promises great pleasure but Michael mm-hmm. don't solve the bloody puzzle box no because what happens then is you open an L portal into another dimension yeah and that's where you meet the Cenobites yeah and you think everybody's gonna have a sexy time but then they stick something up your butt yeah, it's not sexy. It looks sexy because they've got bloody latex. But it's oh, not sexy latex, Michael. Sexy it's probably their flesh that's been redistributed somewhere on their body. Yeah, no, that's not what you want. Unless yeah. it is. Look, who are we to judge? We're not going to kink shame here on this podcast, Ben. Well, we might kink shame, kink shame a bit of this bloody Clive Barker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll take out your rib bones and they'll use it to splay your flesh out like a yeah. weird color. Like it's and weird. Dig it up your butt. Um, and that's really a careful what you wish for kind of thing because if you find your ultimate pleasure ooh wee baby it'll flay your skin it's real weird <laughs> did, you, did you watch the films I found the first one a little bit boring to be honest I just didn't find it pleasant at all it, it's really weird like it, it's just a very off-putting series I just I've never gotten into it I've watched a lot of clip compilations for number two I watched them halfway through number one uh, yeah, isn't number one? Is she have a creepy uncle or something? Is that what it is? Yeah, is there a creepy uncle is. in number one. Yeah, there's a, there's a creepy uncle. 
And the creepy uncle thing. is the one who brought the box back. Is that right? I'm remembering this from 15 years ago. Yeah, no, he was on a little expedition somewhere. Okay. Probably on a, probably on a bloody sex holiday. He was like, I was on a sex holiday to bloody, I'm not going to name a country because it's probably not good. And then he comes back and he goes, look what I found on my sex holiday. Does anyone want to go with this? Oh, you're good at puzzles, niece. You're looking very fit. Have a go to my puzzle box. <laughs> Have a go on my puzzle box. Watch out something might go up your butt. <laughs> Ew. Uh, there are also a bunch of comics read a bunch of comics they don't get any less convoluted Michael Ooh-ee. Yeah. is that a Go confusing on. time but the other thing that I decided to do then Michael because I, I had enough of the Hellraiser series and I said Jesus Christ what's bloody good about bloody wishes and Eldritch Horrors where can I get mm-hmm. a bloody good version of that and uh, that put me in the direction of a rather famous film Michael um, by Andrei Tarkovsky which is called Stalker oh yeah and I watch this film. Yeah. And Michael, it's very bloody interesting. Do Tell you me remember, about it. Do you remember 2019's Extinction? No. Not Extinction. What's the one with Natalie Portman? Oh. What was that? <laughs> I can't remember. Natalie Portman finds out the It is something like that. Inception? No. No. Uh, no. Extraction? No. No, they they do have a thing for the shuns on Netflix, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to have to find out with No, you spin anyway, wheels, I'll look it up. The basic concept of that, Michael, is human beings go to a weird zone, and in that zone, the laws of nature don't apply no more. Yeah, very... Uh, but Michael... Very... It... Yeah, go on. It turns out that might be a very big bloody rip-off <laughs> of Stalker, because that's the exact concept that happens there. So, there are three men in this film, and there's a writer, a professor... And a stalker. Uh, stalker okay. in this context means hunter. It doesn't necessarily mean um, a bloody creepy guy having a bloody follow you okay. back to your apartment to give you a puzzle box to see if you can stick something up your butt. Yeah. It's not that kind of thing. And they enter a zone. Okay. And the, the zone will grant your deepest, darkest desires. Uh, so they'll grant your wishes, Michael. But once no. you enter the zone, the problem becomes you don't get your conscious desires. So you can't say, oh, I'd like a big bloody pile of cash. Mm-hmm. I'd like a sexy lady on my arm. I'd like something up my butt. You don't get to do that. <laughs> what you get is what you get is your subconscious desires. So the, the oh, room no. will have a rifle around your brain and they'll be like, oh, oh, oh no. that's dirty. I'm going to give you that. And, oh, I don't want to. And it gives you that. And it's kind of a very surreal film where you go through this strange kind of bizarre dreamscape and you kind of watch these men get everything their hearts ever desired and oh oh it's not good michael is it not it great well oh, you shouldn't no. get what your heart desires apparently not not pretty good good film great film um funnily enough we've been talking about lots of different things michael a sandman an extinction yeah. an natalie yeah. portman film yeah. things up your butt hard yeah. to say that any of these wouldn't have been heavily influenced by stalker by andrei tarkovsky oh, very famous that, film the, um, uh, the natalie portman film is called annihilation Annihilation. Oh, Extinction Annihilation. We were close. We were close. We were close Close enough. We were completely wrong, but we were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. close enough. Uh, Well, technically, I was completely wrong. When when was this film Stalker made, Ben? I have never seen it, and I would be interested in seeing it. Is it a horror film? It's it's not necessarily... Well, it has horror elements, certainly, Michael, but it's not a a straightforward horror film. It's a very interesting film, Michael. It has a very dark and strange history. Uh, It nearly killed the director uh, through stress and kind of madness and a loss of budget. It's a real Francis Ford Coppola, Hearts of Darkness kind of gig. Uh, It was released in 1979. It's a Russian flick. And um, it's really interesting, Michael. Is it in Russian? Uh, Yes, you'll have to get another subtitle. Okay, well, I I can manage. Yes, you can read. Yeah, I can read. You can read. Um, (laughs) Benjamin. Yes. Not all films about wish granting are... Or grim and horrible and terrifying. Aladdin from 1992. Exactly, yeah. Sometimes it's just a fun romp. And sometimes, Ben, it's just a light-hearted, racist, sexist comedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Still don't know where we're going so, now. So, Benjamin, I oh, watched the film. <laughs> I watched the... Ninth, oh, no, I don't know what year it came out. I watched... Oh, damn it. Hold on. I watched the 2000 film, Ben, Bedazzled. Starring your favourite actor, Brendan Fraser, and him. and the woman who's famous mostly for wearing clothes. Um, what's her name again? Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> yeah. So, Benjamin, in this film, um, Brendan Fraser plays Ben, and he's a kind of down-on-his-look, kind of schlubby, over-eager guy who's got no friends, and, you know, he's, he's really, he's not having a great time. 
Michael, that's me. I know. It's, I'm describing you. His name's me. not Ben. His name's Elliot. <laughs> <That was laughs> part of the joke. And uh, you know, he has a dream, and he wants to. He he's obsessed about this woman he works with, but he's got no social skills, and he's a real dweeby dweeb. Oh yeah, that's me. And <laughs> one day he meets a, a sexy lady who is um, essentially a model who has been hired to play the devil, and she nice. overacts her way through the entire thing, and overpronunciates in a slightly fake British accent. But Benjamin, this she is, is a classic. She, I know she is British, but there's no way she talks like that in real life. It would take too long. Uh, Michael, this is largely where my great attraction to refined British accents comes from. Very formative. Oh, this this film, this film, very bedazzled with Elizabeth Hurley. Very formative. She's a very attractive lady, Benjamin. So, she is. I mean, there is certainly no, you're no Clive Barker for finding Elizabeth Hurley in the film. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't watching it thinking, "Oh, it'd be lovely if her skin was flayed off and there was oh, something." Oh, you my know, dome, if she had you? a few, if she had a few ribs in the wrong places, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's a sexy devil then. Yes, and she <laughs> is the mischievous type of sexy devil where you make a wish, and uh, for example, Brendan Fraser Ben, he makes a wish that he has a Big Mac and a Coke, nice. and she Good says, wish. "Granted," and she just drives him to a McDonald's. Yeah, and it's done. Yeah, and he's like, "Ah, oh, there you go." But Ben, some of the best gags in this are not going to hold up culturally very well. Is there a lot of referencing? So, for example, Ben, the the most iconic and infamous scene in this is probably where he wishes that he was rich and powerful and married to Alison. Yeah, and he wakes up in the morning and he's got a big prosthetic nose and he's been his skin has been darkened. And his hair has been yeah, darkened. Yeah, pretty weird. And, and he speaks Spanish and he's a Colombian drug lord. And it's pretty interesting. It's pretty, I mean, everyone else, all the supporting characters in a kind of Wizards of Oz sense are there as well. And they're all Colombian as well. So they're all kind of, yeah, it's quite racist. It was of its time, Muggle. It was of its it time. Was, it was of its time. And he's clearly Pablo Escobar. Yes, <laughs> uh, who was a very famous drug man at that time, which you know uh, is another another troublesome thing about it. It is quite funny, and the scene where he discovers he can speak fan- Spanish is very funny. Yes, Brendan Fraser used to have great comedic chops, Michael. Yeah, yeah, and he he plays a great schlubby guy who gradually gains in confidence as the film goes through. There's another scene where he wishes that he was like refined and elegant and rich and popular, and he meets Alison, and Alison falls in love with him. And then it turns out he's gay because he didn't specify that he was not gay. Well, only gay men are stylish and refined. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it, look, it's very 90s. It's very it's 90s. Very, it's very 90s. I mean, oh, it's that not going to hold up. It's that... still actually quite a good film. It, as long as you can put on your racist, sexist, homophobic blinkers, it's totally fine. <laughs> Oh, that man moisturizes. He has to be yeah. gay. He has to well, be gay. he's definitely gay. It's it's a pretty amusing scene where he has seduced Alison and he brings her back to the bedroom and his, his husband, husband is there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the film very well, Michael. Yeah, it's very, it's very good. It's very amusing. Um, and Ben, in the end of that one, oh, there are other things as well. There's the kind of soulful black man he meets in prison who might be an angel or god magic possibly. black man yeah yeah uh, it's a weird trope <laughs> it's a trouble look ben it's 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 not gonna hold up well but it is quite funny there was that put, there was that whole up. period in the 90s where every angel was a a wise black man yeah, yeah. <laughs> or dogma woman. was also responsible yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there yeah. was a lot going on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot but going um on there. yeah it's good it's just, well i mean it's racist and sexist and homophobic, but other than that, it's good. It doesn't hold up, but it's a good romp. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's very 2000s. It's very 2000s. It's, what was it? The year 2000? I think it was the year 2000, wasn't it? It was the year 2000, yeah. It's going to it's going to be wheeled out in future, as an example. It's going to be something that's on Disney Plus in 40 years when Disney owns everything. And it's going to mm. have a warning in, in front of it saying, this film depicts cultural and, and, and racial norms, which were the norm at the time. Yeah. Please view it in that light. Yeah. It was it's a time when it was fine to be Colombian by putting a big fake nose on someone and having them speak cod Spanish. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, messy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Messy. And Elizabeth Hurley has just played that character in her entire career. She recently yeah. played that character in Marvel's The Runaways Season 3. Oh, really? Is she yeah. in Marvel's The Runaways Season 3? Yeah, she was a kind of evil wish-granting witch. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. She was Morgan Morgana Le Fay. 
Is is the runaway still going? No, it's finished. It ended in season three. Oh, good. Thank God. Benjamin, speaking of Marvel Cinematic TV shows, have you seen that they've released Steels from Hellstrom? Did they release it? They've released Steels. Like, it's being made. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I thought you said they released Steels Van Hellstrom, and I thought Steels Van Hellstrom was some kind of bizarre character name. No, no. They've released Steels from the upcoming TV production, Hellstrom. I can't which believe Hellstrom is getting its own show. Actually getting made. I'm shocked and appalled. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know who Hellstrom is, he's uh, he's the son of the devil. He's, he's the son, the son of, the of devil. Mephisto, so, or Marvel's equivalent of of the devil. And the he's son kind of, of uh, Liz Hurley. I think he's an attempt at kind of a John Constantine style yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Supernatural them. bad boy kind of thing. He has a trident. Dealing with the grim and gritty. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. He's got a fork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got a fork, yeah. He's got red hair, so you know he's from the one, devil. One of the best things in uh one of the best things in um in Bedazzled is when Brendan Fraser says, You're gonna take my soul? And she says, Oh no, I've forgotten what did she say? <laughs> that that oh, was an excellent you. Brendan Fraser impression. <laughs> yeah, no, but I've forgotten what she says. No, it's gone. I'm going to cut this out. (laughs) (laughs) You're leaving that in. It's all important. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to take that opportunity and grant Mick his wish. Let's wrap it up there. (laughs) Oh, very good. Thanks, Ben. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, do you have any of your favorite wish fulfillment things? Fulfill your wish by letting us know what it is. And we might even mention it on the next podcast if we missed anything. Oh, very good. You can get in touch with us in a number of different places, ladies and gentlemen. You can get in touch with us in the comments if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, first of all, hi, Nisha. Um, <laughs> and you can get in touch with us down below if you're listening to us on Spotify do share this in your Instagram story get your pals to listen on in there go on go, go on. on do it now we'll wait do it do we'll it. wait no we won't oh no sorry we've other things to do uh, we also are there on Apple Podcasts if you're on Apple Podcasts please do give us a review it helps us to get the L name out there you don't even have to be nice about it just give us five stars you just can give us a, a grating review horrible. with five stars it's absolutely fine um, bash me more because Mick doesn't really take criticism very well especially when it comes to the podcast so just I'm exceptionally sturdy I don't know if that's true when it comes to the podcast he's a very sensitive boy ladies and gentlemen <laughs> if you have any topics that you would like to hear discussed on this podcast you can get in touch with us Twofold. We are no. on the interwebs at www.shomergyoga.com. Uh, <laughs> too many W's. One, too many W's. At w it means plenty room in Irish. It does. Uh, or you can get digits at Shomergyoga on Instagram. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. That's it. Yeah, it still does and always will mean kind of tiny room in Irish. Kind of a little bit tiny room in Irish. That's it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't had enough of your Michael and Benjamin this week, you can tune in this very Wednesday where we'll be talking about Preludes and Nocturnes from the Sandman series on our other podcast, Collecting Issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I say preludes, so it's going to be a constant war. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Later. Yeah. I bloody wish this podcast was over, Ben. What do you think? (gasps) 